we're live. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Just another, you know, casual episode of <laughs> True Crime Drunks. You know, nothing like crazy or anything like that, like, you know, nothing. UFOs or anything. Uh, I am Wes McBee, and with, all, with me, as always, the Holly Lee. Yes, welcome, welcome. Um, and for this one, we're stepping away from our typical serial killer murderers. Yes. You and, want to branch out into some more extra fun stuff. Yeah, and before I tell you what we're doing, I want to hit you guys with a little bit of a sales pitch here. Um, in 2020, do you guys feel like the earth might be getting recycled or like reset with all this COVID, national disasters, different things like that? Um, do you believe in UFOs or aliens? Well, you know, well, never say never. Never say never. Well, perfect. Because... That means you fit right in at Heaven Gate, Heaven's Gate Cold. Because that oh, is exactly yeah. what they wanted from a member. And you have to be obedient, which you know. It's you know, easy enough. You know. Um, but yeah, we'll be covering Heaven Gate's Cold today. And it is a fucking... A Dizzy. wild ride. And I have to say, as Great. far as cults go with an ideology, they were very successful. Yeah, they were pretty <laughs> successful. They made money. They made money, and uh, if you once we get into the ideology, they all leveled up. The me- the final <laughs> members definitely leveled up. They went to the next level. <laughs> they went to the next level. They went to the next level. Now we usually do um, a very tasteful, tasteless joke at the start, but we didn't have one. However, um, with like the Area Fifty One rating it to clap alien cheeks, if you want to do that, all you have to do is kill yourself in the Heaven's Gate cold and. There you are, clapping right. alien cheeks. Exactly. And you know, if you're not someone who recycles, maybe recy- keep that in mind. Because you know, the earth might be recycled. True, true. <laughs> you know, fuck the planet, we're just going to get recycled in 2027. 2027 is the cutoff date. Which we'll learn more about once we get into the, the, the two beautiful minds that created Heaven's Gate. Yeah, so Marshall Applewright... And uh, Bonnie Nettles are, they are the creators of the Heaven's Gate cult. Well, Heaven's Gate, they didn't call it a cult, obviously. It did go by a couple other names that we'll cover. Heaven's Gate is what the mass media knows them as, because that is when they... That was their, like, ending name. That was their ending name when they really... Because they were, they had notoriety all the way from the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like, they were kind of like a seems like the media would poke fun at them because yeah it was definitely like a good like it's fucking idiot yeah like marshall was always writing to people always yeah. like posting stuff on you know news yeah, articles like, and different things like that so he's always been relevant but not until the good old internet and <laughs> mass media did he really start getting some uh so, some intention as well as their uh final ascension to the ufo ship that was behind that comment Yes. But uh, to give an explanation of what Heaven's Gate is, is they were a group of people who believed that for humans to evolve to their next plane of existence... Basically to get into, like, to UFO heaven. UFO heaven. So the the planet was going to get recycled, and to save their consciousness, yes. they were going to be taken by... A UFO, or at least their consciousness taken to you by a UFO. Yes, because it's the idea is mostly if by this time if they didn't ascend, 
to the next level, they would be recycled with the earth, and so their consciousness basically has to restart and find the next true level. Right. Which, very, very, you know, it's really next level shit, as they say. <laughs> it is next level shit. And I do have to say that as a person, Marshall, or as people, Marshall and Bonnie are very interesting. They really are like two peas in a pod. <laughs> they really were meant for each other in like, a dark, twisted kind of way. You know, shouts out. Shouts you know, out. everyone can find their person. This gave me faith <laughs> in, the, in the dating world, to be fully honest with you. I was like, man, if these wackos can find each other, I could find myself a subpar normal man. <laughs> a subpar normal man. Like, a subpar normal man like Marshall Applewhite. And if you guys want, there are videos of him talking, and boy, is it a fucking... It's terrifying. Just go on YouTube and just search Heaven's Gate, and you'll find a man with wide eyes, Dom blinking. That's him. Yep, that's him. There's not much of Bonnie talking, though, is there? No, well, he made those videos, like, four days before Bonnie's... Or before the the end, the mm, mass, right. mass suicide. So, but Bonnie was... Um, yeah, she died two years before everything ended. Right. So, shouts out Bonnie. Shouts out Bonnie. Take it too soon. <laughs> taken before she could be taken. So tell me, we if you guys haven't watched the podcast before, um, Holly and I split the content of what we research. Yes. And I avoided any childhood stuff because I get excited to hear. I know fresh. what I know what the final product is. Yeah. I want to know what the starting product was. Right, right. So, the starting, um, the starting of it all, I would basically go to Marshall Applewhite. He was born May seventeenth, nineteen thirty-one, in Spur, Texas, and that's kind of um, I looked it up on the map. That's west of Fort Worth in Dallas. So it's like, here's Fort Worth, if you just kind of go, I think about two, three hours north or west, it's going to be there. Okay. So that's Burr, Texas. Um, he is the third child. I couldn't tell if he was like middle, youngest, or oldest, but he was the third child. I know he has a sister, because his sister kind of talks, had some contact with him up until he joined the cult, essentially, or made the cult. Um, his father was a Presbyterian minister. And so with that, they moved around a lot through Texas. They would, like, leave, build a church, leave, build a church, leave, build a church. So basically spreading the gospel. Um, and even as a, at a very young age, like, as a child, Marshall was very religious. Which obviously makes sense since he is who he is to this, to, to this end. But, so he was very religious as a kid. Which, you know, like, you think kids, they're just like... I gotta go to church because my mom made me go to church. Right. And they didn't really think anything of it. No, he was 100% like in it to win it, basically, from day one. So, um, so he moved around a lot, um, but he went to Austin College, um, graduated. Oh, before that, though, he was actually in the military. He got drafted, um, I want to say in like 50. In 1950-51, so a little bit before Vietnam War, but he was drafted into the military. So he he was in the military for two years. Um, actually, after he went to college, because I think he married his wife. His kind of childhood is a little bit, eh, it's a little much because no one really cares as much because you know so much craziness happened. Right. But he was in the military. He was in the army. He was only there for two years before he you know just got out. Um, 
1952, he graduated Austin College with a bachelor's in philosophy because he really wanted to actually go into ministry and be like a minister like his father, where he also met Anne Pierce, his first wife, technically his only wife, because I don't think him and Bonnie ever got married. They were just, you know. Platonic life partners. Platonic life club partners. But yeah, he married Anne Pierce, had two kids, Mark and Lane. Um, in 1956, he went up to Colorado University, where he got his master's in music and minor in like musical theater. So he was very much 180 from religion and philosophy into music. Well, and it's kind of funny you say that because it almost is a weird formula of like the perfect cult leader. Yeah. He's educated in philosophy, but he has this musical performance musical degree, theater yeah. degree where you know you're very active and very good at speaking to people yes, and, and giving know, a performance yeah. and creating a story i do have to say that adding to our trend of people yeah just like john wayne gacy and just like the golden state killer marshall Albright was very very successful he yeah he was very successful up until a couple years after he graduated and got his master's he started teaching um they went back to Texas sometime around then, started teaching, but he got fired because he started having relations with a male student. So, comes to find out he's bisexual. When that happened, his wife leaves him, he divorces him, done. So, that kind of where leaves off where you're like, where did his kids go? I don't know. Just right. like Gacy, it's like he had two kids. Don't know. Fuck out of here. They're just gone. Just gone. Um, so he got expelled from his first school um, because of relations with a student. And then um, then he joined at a different school. I think that happened actually in um, Alabama. Then he returned to Texas to get a fresh start where he was, you know, like did the music department in Houston, but he left in um, in 1970s um, for emotional turmoil because his father died that right. year. So, and that's when, like, kind of like his, I think that was kind of his craze because he kind of went back to Houston to where his family was to kind of get a re- Re, like a st new start to like yes. kind of re reinvent himself, I guess, in a way, kind of dealing with his sexuality, basically suppressing it. Because yeah. I, I think I even read that he had a, another relations with another student, a female student, but that one wasn't as big of a deal because obviously it's not same sex. Unfortunately, during the 70s, that still was frowned upon. Well, and I think too, like, I kind of want to say that his dad dying was the turning point of him mentally mentally trying to do this whole cult thing because now he's been kicked out of one school for being bisexual yeah or gay like we don't really know what he fully is obviously he was married with a kid so i would probably say bisexual yeah maybe leaning more towards sexual desire with a guy right um which you know with his father being a pescatarian like i'm sure that was eh, don't do that um so I imagine just that whole turmoil for your life wears on you a lot. And then yeah. I kind of think when his dad died, that was like the moment where he's like, I never made my dad proud by following him in the church. Maybe yeah. I can make him proud in the afterlife by doing this. 
or yeah. something on, and that's all speculation. That's not recorded data, but no. Well, and that's why it makes it so hard because I don't think he started having cult-like tendencies or ideas until he meets the beautiful. I don't know, actually, she was really beautiful. I see a picture here of her. She's just average. Yeah, she's kind of generic lady. She's a generic lady. So, but Bonnie's um, nettles. Nettles. Um, she doesn't have much on her history of childhood. She was no. born actually about. Four years before him, August 19th, 1927, in Houston, Texas. Um, she actually um, was married to a man, Joseph. Um, they got married, ooh, in 1949, where then she had four of her own kids. Um, and then she was also a nurse. And before that, so before she met... Um, Marshall. They met in 1972. Bonnie started getting into probably in around 1970, 70-ish should kind of time. She started getting into the supernatural. She yes. started really, really getting into like seances and the afterlife and talking to people through like seances and like yeah. I found an, things. I found something saying that she had a strong belief in the teachings of Brother Francis. And I yes. don't know a lot about Brother Francis, but he was a 19th century monk, um, and Nettles often conducted, I don't know if seance is with him or, like, trying to follow in his footsteps, but it said that that actually had a dramatic impact on her marriage, because her yeah. husband was, like, some well, businessman who was like, what the fuck are you doing in our living room? What are you even talking about? But, no, um, the, the actually what it was was... Um, Bonnie, she believed that the monk was talking to her and giving her instructions on how to do things. Oh. So it was literal next level shit because not only was she like kind of following his beliefs, she believed that Pope Francis, oh, what no, what not Brother, Brother Francis. Francis, Brother Francis was talking to her and giving her what to do and kind of helping her guide her more into doing seances and being mediums mm. in order to talk to other deceased and she also had like a group of people that she would yeah, hang like, out with every Wednesday you know some people have book, book clubs some people have seances let's be honest Bonnie would have hosted the best fucking podcast oh she would she would because not only was she into like the supernatural she was in astrology um, the occult, Oculate. yeah, the whole, Oculate, the whole nine yards. She would go to fortune tellers. Um, but the biggest thing was in 1972, the year that they met, she went to a fortune teller who told her that she would soon meet a mysterious man with a pale complexion and very pale hair who was tall light hair well sorry rephrase that wrong but tall pale hair fair complexion and they would meet in a weird circumstance well come to find out fast forward a few months to their meeting moment their meet cute now this is kind of interesting because when we show up to our podcast we kind of go over each other's research and come to find out the way that they met is kind of up for debate. Yes, there's not a for sure answer is how they've met. The most positive and the one we'll actually say happened is like the most believable and probably true. But 
there are a few different theories um, on different ways they met. Right. Which is really confusing because I guess, like, at the end of the day, only those two really know how they met and, like, See, both they're dead, but... And Applewright spent a lot of time writing down everything that he was doing. Yeah. And in his writings, he claims that he met Bonnie Nettles while he was visiting a friend in the hospital where she worked as a registered nurse. Yeah. And it's even quoted that when they met, like, when mm. she walked into the room, apparently, and they locked eyes, they shared some weird, like, I don't even remember the word that they used, like, this ecocentric, like, mystical secrets to each other just by glancing at each other. And they knew something, like, they knew something about yeah. each other. Yeah, and that's where... That's a really good one. My... My what I believe happened was um, is during that time of his father's death and dealing with his sexuality, um, Applewhite actually um, committed himself into a psych ward for conversion therapy because of his homosexual tendencies and thoughts. Not in the sense that he was gay, but more in the sense of that he wanted to get rid of like any of his bisexualness, essentially, and that she was a nurse there at the psych ward because during the time it was a psychological thing so right. it was a psych ward um obviously that's not really what being gay is about that's right. that's the point but during this time period she was working at the psych ward and obviously they had their meeting and she would talk to applewood and be like they would talk about like science fiction astrology religion their beliefs what they think is happening and that's kind of where it grew from there. But another fun theory that of what they met, and this is actually what Bonnie's son said and daughter said, like quoted that that's how they met, was actually they met at theater camp, essentially, like or a theater class for Bonnie's son or a child that, um, that Applewhite was actually teaching there and Nettles, Bonnie, um, was taking her kid there and that's how they met and they would just they had a conversation and kind of like from there kind of grew a friendship i think that's the least plausible one i think the most believable is because then i also read a theory that um that Applewhite actually was in the hospital because of an injury and that he had a near-death experience like that almost killed him and that bonnie helped bring him back to life is like what they like say right is that and um the psychology of near near death experiences is really insane. It's like basically when you have a near death experience, you kind of a lot of people come out as a different person, and that could also help explain Applewhite's one like craze kind of came from is because he almost died, um, and like this was like another meet cute theory was he had a near death experience. And because you have that, you have, like, a better understanding. People have every different thing. Like, you have a better understanding of yourself. You understand, like, life. Or you think you saw something different. Like, this is actually how life is. And it just creates different beliefs. Um, but with that idea of the near-death experience he had was at the hospital, Bonnie told him that God has a purpose for him and he's not ready to die yet. That's why he's still here. And then maybe then that's where that kind of interaction of God, like Bonnie saying, God needs you to be here to teach, 
is where they come up with their theology of what God is and that God isn't God, it's UFOs. Right. I don't know why, but I just the idea of God being an alien is just so great to me. So I don't wonderful. know why. And I, I, I believe more that, too. I, I think that... I believe it's the more of him being in a psych ward for sexuality and which, Bonnie being there. Isn't it weird to think now that we're going on multiple people and we know of other multiple people who are in the true crime world who are mm-hmm. big names that lived in a time where it wasn't okay to be homosexual or have yeah. homosexual tendencies and look what they turn into. Right. You know, when in reality, if we just started, I mean, just started accepting people earlier for what, you know. Maybe we would have avoided stuff. That's besides the point. I do think, though, that Apple right gets, or Apple White gets all of the attention from Heaven's Gate, but I really think Nettles is the one who is running the whole game. Yeah, well, because um, you can, re- I think, honestly, Nettles is such a bad bitch in a way. Like, it's really bad to say that about cult members that are, you know, evil. But I think Nettles um, really brought the religion, like, really brought it together. Because I think she was so in deep with astrology and the occult and all those things. And, like, like, their love of science fiction is so great as well. Is that they're, like, they're known for, like, that's part of their bonding was because of science fiction. Right. And then from there, she kind of, like taught him about astrology and like the signs and like I want to know if they mean. watched 2001 Space Odyssey would that have been out during that time let's find out because like that movie was pretty influential for a lot of people I think it might have been 1968 <laughs> yeah, so that would have been right when that would have been four years when they before they met so yeah that and that movie I, if you guys haven't seen a 2001 a Space Odyssey like, as far as science fiction goes, that was, like, one of the best movies made during that time. And one of the big prevailing factors in that movie, mm-hmm. at least at the start, I don't know if you're familiar with the book or the movie. Yeah. It shows apes interacting with this obelisk, and this obelisk yeah. was from space, mm-hmm. and pretty much in a roundabout way is where humanity came from, because the obelisk was able to control or teach or something. I can't really remember. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah. teach them how to... <laughs> become humans right and that's where it's like oh so interesting so that's their meet cue whatever it really happened long story short she was a nurse he was either a patient or a visitor they had a spark but not even a like a love spark it was just like almost like a spark of friendship right because they were known as they were they never were sexual with each other and they were more cohabitating together yeah and you know, nothing wrong with that. And I think also, too, with um, Marshall dealing with, or, yeah, Marshall dealing with his sexuality, it was really good for both of them. And listen, I'll be honest with you, we'll get to a lot more details about all of their travelings and their different things, but before the final resolution of what happened in 1995, I believe, was the date. 97. 97. I really don't think anything negative about what they were doing like i don't think it's okay to spread message like false messages but i am almost after doing the research i'm almost certain that apple white really believed himself i think he really believed himself but i also really believed he knew he was crazy he was just like 
hey, you guys want to listen? Listen. Yeah. And, you know, all the followers that they got. Now, granted, we're talking, you know, at peak, they had, what, 70 or 80 at, like, one specific time? At one specific time, and then they lost a shit ton. Just, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's, it's outlandish. And I don't think, like... <laughs> What they were doing wasn't awful. They weren't, they weren't the Manson family. They weren't out there no. trying to get their followers to kill people. As a matter of fact, they made a lot of their followers like swear off fast food and sexual desire and like all these other things. Yeah, and, and yeah, just to be like a, it it definitely is more of like a you know wearing a tin hat. Yeah, kind of ideals, but it wasn't like they were malicious no and i think a lot of their followers were probably very like-minded individuals who are a little off canny very lost individuals that didn't know what to do with their lives yeah and and so they found found it in the ufos and they even said that a lot of people looked up to apple right as like a father figure like he was really they said like a lot of people weren't disappointed or weren't angry is the way he made people follow no, and a lot of people also too wanted to make him so proud. Yeah. They wanted they tried so hard to like get his approval. Yeah. That they would even, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But, but anyways, so Yeah. But going off of back to like so they meet, they have their moments. Call it love, call it good friendship, right. whatever you want to call it. They basically from then on become friends and they start kind of creating this religion essentially in their heads about what they believe and how ufos are real aliens are real um then like um and a lot of the reasons why people liked their their beliefs in their religion or their cult whatever they the re- a lot of reasons why people followed them or like wanted to listen or had i liked the idea was it was almost like a modern day bible like it was like it was it had so many like christianity like ideas and stories but just like with a modern twist yeah which shows like during that time like a lot of people like um my favorite was is they believed about the virgin mary you know about that? Mm-mm, I didn't so see that. They're, um, so, like, like a really good idea of, like, how, like, Christian it really was with the science fiction aspects was for the Virgin Mary, so she didn't just spontaneously get pregnant. What happened was a UFO beamed her up, got her pregnant, and brought her back down as Jesus being, like, the mm. Messiah for, and, like, bringing up the next level. Right. So that's kind of where <laughs> it, it has really, because, like, and, like, oh, like, it's quoted that a lot, a lot of the people in the, a lot of the members liked that because it made more sense. Yeah. It made more sense for an, for an alien to impregnate her, not, like probe her and like just put a like actually have sex with her like the aliens were like yeah still beings but and then bring her back down and then you could explain a lot of jesus's mystical powers a lot of his mystical powers because he was supposed to be like the the person to bring everyone to the next level well and it's very it, it, <laughs> let me choose my words carefully here it's some it, it's a little bit easier to explain to someone who's not educated on the bible as much why Jesus has like powers powers or abilities that most yeah. men don't if you just say oh yeah well it's because he has alien DNA 
See, that makes more sense to me than just God, like, so, like, she was boom, pregnant. Because, like, um, because I was raised with no religion, and so, like, the whole, like, Virgin Mary made no sense to me, because, like, you can't just get pregnant unless you're in a hot tub. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But, like, it just never made sense to me, but, like, if someone, if I was less educated, probably, and was looking for a religion, and someone told me that... And I obviously didn't have the backgrounds of what UFOs and aliens are. Yeah. It would make sense. Well, let's be honest. Well, and let's also be honest with the fact that I think a lot of religious people do have points in their lives where they question a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah. So if he catch some of these people while they're going through a phase in their life where they're questioning their beliefs, and, and you're able to explain some of those beliefs in a way that makes sense. Makes sense. Or, like, do you have to make sense? Like, but as long as you believe that it makes sense? Because, like, as long as you believe in aliens, that perfectly makes sense. Yep. But if you don't believe in aliens, obviously it's not going to make sense. But I thought that was a really good example of how they changed, they turned, like, they used Christianity to spread their beliefs as well. well and right. kind of make everything come together. And one of the other things, too, is uh, sometime during 1972, they don't have an exact mm-hmm. month. 72 was a busy year for these two. Yeah, they basically got together. Um, Joseph, Bonnie's husband's like, you're fucking, you're, no. And took all the custody of the kids, left her. They then started their fucking road, cross-country road trip. Yes. There was a point in time, though, where Nettles had a conversation with Applewhite explaining that extraterrestrials have given both of them a divine assignment. Yes. And whether or not Nettles had a vision or whatever, but, or she just made it up on the spot or whatever her belief is, or she did like a seance and heard it. um, Applewhite later that year or later that during 1972, he had accounted in his records that he had visions. And one of them, he was told that he was chosen for this role like how Jesus was chosen for his role. Yeah. And a lot of people who've researched Heaven's Gate Colt and Applewhite and Nettles really think that that was a point in time where he may have been going through some sort of manic state or having like a schizophrenic episode, which in a way would kind of explain this whole, I'm comparable to Jesus, you know, I'm... I'm holy, like I'm the holiest person alive right now, and I have this assignment that no one else can understand, and it's, you know, it it kind of adds up, and that's what some of the um, psychologists who've studied this have claimed yeah. that maybe he was either going through some sort of schizophrenic episode or had schizophrenia. But I think yeah. I think part of that too, though, if you living if you're living multiple lives like this one life that's this bisexual male and you have to hide it and then this also like for my dad I have to be the religious zealot or you know you kind I think I can't expect I don't I don't experience that but like I imagine there's a point in time where your lives get so different from each other that it almost feels like you're multiple people yeah and I really I I can see that too and I think also too my theory and like I think like a lot of like why Applewood kind of like was able to get with like Nettle's beliefs really well is because he was in such like a confused state in his life that them talking kind of being like this is our beliefs like oh that makes sense that makes sense and then Nettle's basically being like hey I think 
we're sent here to spread this message right really fucked with like Applewood's or Applewhite's I don't know why I keep trying to say Applewood's I Woods. keep trying to say Applewood too but it's Applewhite's um, head not saying that it was like Nettles was like the evil person that made it I mean at the end of the day they were both evil in the sense of like what the outcome was but I think for two two wackadoos I don't think Nettles was evil though because the suicide, that's where we're going to. If you don't know what it is, it's that's a mass true. suicide. That's she ne- That was never brought up until Nettles died. Because they were actually very against suicide from the beginning. They were like, right. that's not something we do. That if it, and also, if you do it, it's actually wrong because you're taking yourself away from learning what you need to learn to get to the next level. Right. It's crazy. Anyways, we'll get back to that when we go over the beliefs in a little bit. But right. So... There was they just, set their journey. Yeah, they did a lot. They did so much. That's why I'm also like, they own a bookstore. What is up with these fucking yeah, they, people? They owned having... a bookstore. They they had a what was it called? It was like a like a public place where people could go and take classes from Christian Arts Center. Yes, Christian Arts Center. Where they were teachers, and you could go and take classes on. You know the oculate that surrounded the Christianity fate. Yeah. Um, but their whole story is just weird because they didn't have a lot of money oh. saved up for this. You know, Applewhite had just recently lost his dad, yeah. and now he's not working anywhere. Um, they don't really say, but I imagine Bonnie just stopped being a nurse to pursue this instead. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what the conversations are like behind closed doors. If they were like, oh, yeah, we can make millions if we get enough followers and they start paying us. Or if it was all just like this, if they really did both believe in their own hype. I I really think they believed that this shit was real. I think that they messed around with some oculate and, you know. Yeah. I think Nettles was so deep into believing it. And I think Applewhite was needing something to explain what to do with the rest of them. Because they're not young either at this point. No, because if Nettles They were in was, their 40s, right? Yeah, because Nettles was born in... 28. 28. He was 31. And this has happened in 72. Yeah, this is like 30s, late 30s, early 40s. Yes, I mean, it's not like these are like some teenagers. Like, oh yeah, life's confusing. Like These are like grown-ass adults. Yeah. Midlife crisis. Let's make a cult. Maybe. <laughs> um, they did do a lot of traveling, though, to try and spread their message, and it did sound like it was rough. Like, mm-hmm. it was stated that they would sell their blood to try and make money to live in, like, seedy-ass yeah. motels. They were, you know, sleeping out in tents. It sound- one of the quotes, or one of the things that Applewhite had written down, that they were living off just chunks of bread for their yeah. food. Like, they weren't... <laughs> they weren't living high and mighty while they're doing this but something did happen in 1974 and that is when they got in contact with a friend of i don't remember if it was nettles or i think it was one of nettles nursing friends yeah who allowed them to go to her and talk to them about or talk to her about their whole entire ideology and she ends up being the first convert the first convert that ended not ended tragically but you know yeah but has like couldn't stay long. Yeah, she was the first person that they had successfully yeah. converted to their their religion. And at this time, they didn't even have a name for it. Because they, 
I don't even remember all the names that they go through. I really only know Heaven's Gate. But yeah, so they, um, oh, where is it? I'm not sure. But yeah, so they have this first member who, I mean, you can, some people think it's taken advantage of. Some people say, ah, it's just they're Christian, you know, it's just doing the godly duty. Right. But yeah, so she, a nurse's friend, kind of travels with them kind of starts paying for things so they don't you know go well, hungry and the crazy thing too is like apple apple white and nettles are not uneducated when it comes to the christian religion no they were very good at explaining that they yeah. were the ones who are fulfilling biblical prophecies which is crazy like if someone came to you in 2020 and said hey i'm the reason why this prophecy was told yeah you'd be like you're the reason you need to get the fuck off my front porch, bud. Like, right? It, it just wouldn't work. But they were also a little arrogant because they would claim that they have higher level minds than other people, and that's why they are the ones who were chosen to do this. And you know what? Honestly, I think that they were more intelligent than the average person. I mean, yeah. they they knew their shit. I did think it was funny that. <laughs> They wrote a pamphlet that they were handing out, as you do in the 70s, because pamphlets were a thing. And basically, like, the the whole point of the pamphlet was describing that Jesus was reincarnated as a Texan, being Applewhite. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to pull up Heaven's Gate pamphlet. Um, And the other thing that they talked about that was one of the big factors for a lot of people to actually join the cult, I believe... Was that um, that Applewhite and Nettles were the two witnesses described in the Book of Revelations and occasionally visited churches to explain that to them? Yeah. <laughs> so they they were so I'll say confident because I don't know if it was confident or arrogance that they were the ones who were in the Book of Revelations who witnessed it that they would go into churches and say that they are those two people. Yeah, which. <clears throat> Wild. But, yeah, their beliefs. Oh, sorry, guys. I have an eyelash in my eye. Distractions. All right, back to the story. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so they would spread their beliefs. Um, Their first member, unfortunately, um, their first members um, actually got a call. Did you know what happened to their first member? Uh Uh-uh. Um, so basically their first member got a call and about a sick friend. So she left so she could go visit her sick friend only to get stopped by her husband and is like, you need to come home. Cause she also had, uh, a, like a two year old and a six year old. And so the, like her husband comes with her two year old and six year old and is like, you need to come home and take care of your kids. And so that's what she does. She comes home and takes care of her kids. But um, that also leads um, Nettles and Applewhite to um, actually get charged with credit card fraud. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they got charged with credit card fraud and um, like uh, auto theft, uh, theft of, they stole a car because of um, they were renting a car and they just never returned it. Right. So I don't think they ended up getting charged for the credit card fraud, but Apple White did get charged for the yeah. rental car and ended up doing six months in jail. Which helped them get their points across. I have to say this was probably the funniest part of this whole entire thing. Yeah. Was this 
how the rental car thing happened. Yeah. Because they found Apple White and they found the car, right? And mm. they prosecuted him. His response was he claimed that he had been divinely authorized <laughs> to keep the car. Divinely yeah. authorized to keep the car. Like, fuck the law. God told me it's my car now, bitches. Like, straight up just was like, nah, fuck y'all's rental car. It's mine. God said it's mine. Actually, UFO God said it's mine. Like, didn't the even give a shit. He said it's mine. But they did say that, or in his writings, it seemed like while he was in jail, he did a lot of reflecting. And I almost wonder, like, some of the stuff that he had written down while he was in jail was more, like, questioning what was going on instead of, like, furthering his belief in this. But it was accounted that when he was in jail, he was still spreading all of it to all the other people who were in jail. Well, and especially spreading it all to people in jail, kind of like solidifying it, making, basically making pamphlets in jail because then after he gets out, that's when they uh, like go across the country and start actually like spreading it to people and like his calling card was his stationery from jail. Right. So he was spreading the gospel or like writing it in jail. I think he did have a little bit of reflection of me and like what are we doing? Right. But I still believe it. Strengthened it. It strengthened it. It helped him. Because then they go to their main main place. What was it? Oregon? Where uh, they had... Oh, wait. No. Well, so... So after they go down to jail, they basically start going places and teaching. And then what do they do after jail? Well, so after jail, they published some advertisements for meetings where they were trying to get a bunch of disciples, Um, and they did get some people. Now, this is when we get the first full solidification of a name, Yeah. which was the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church, which just... Too much. Too much. And that didn't stick, obviously. I mean, I don't know if you want to go to the ASCC, but it switch to the human individual metamorphosis for him for him for sure him for short which was the whole entire which him was their name for a long time yeah well and him is a lot of their beliefs yeah and so but this is also when fun little tidbit about Bonnie and um, Marshall is they would have names for each other, mm-hmm. like different names. And so when they made human individual metamorphosis, their names at the time were Bo and Peep. Yeah, because they were they said that it, they were the shepherds yeah. trying to move the flock towards this next level. To the next level. So they're very uh, clever. I love it. Play on words, you got me. 10 out of 10. But yeah, so that during that name period, I love how they had multiple different names, but I love that that name period, it was Bo and Peep. Bo and Peep. Bo and Peep. And it, so from 76 to 79, they were kind of traveling around in different areas. Yeah. Um, it said that they spent a lot of times at campgrounds around Texas and the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, and they were just, they honestly kind of sound like something you would see in a stereotypical movie where like, they would just be the wackos who were 
in the campground next around. to you coming over and be like, hey, you want to hear about fucking him? Like, they just seem like those people. But through this whole thing, like, through up until this point, they don't really seem like bad people. They're arrogant. They're or confident, depending on how confident. you want to look at it. They're, and they're whack, wacky. They're unconventional. But I don't think they're necessarily bad. I don't think anything they're doing is bad because if sex was involved, yeah. Obviously, if they're getting followers, like, you know, yeah, the typical like if, cult. If it was like, oh, you have to have sex with Marshall to become a higher being. Yeah. That's, that's one bad. thing. That's bad. And it's there's no money. They weren't really asking for lots yeah. of money. No. The only thing that, like, could be considered bad is with, with him. So, to understand a little bit more of their beliefs is they essentially were like, to get to the next level, you must become a pure, pure human. You must give up all worldly possessions, your entire family. You cannot be claimed to anybody or anything. All sexual desires are out the window. Your gender isn't even a, a thing anymore. You are nobody and nothing at the same time. You're like everything and nothing. Like kind of ideas of like, you're just a power, like you're just a pure being. And a lot of the the giving away your worldly possessions was giving Bonnie and Marshall your entire life savings. Right. And that's how they were able to then kind of start getting their houses and mm-hmm. getting, like, places to live, which isn't the best. That is kind of terrible. But at the same time, these people were willing. I mean, they these people were debatable. But um, overall, they weren't. They weren't menacing. They weren't no. menaces to society. They weren't forcing these people to give up their life savings and all that stuff. These people just gave it to them because they were trying to get to the next level. Yeah, and I'm not saying anything when I when I make this next statement, or maybe I am, depending on how you want to look at it. But Big they kind of got pointed at and made fun of like how Joseph yeah. Smith did early on. Yeah. He really did. Like he they they looked at these guys as like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> They're like, huh. Tell me more, you silly bitches. Yeah, tell me more. I want to know more you about the silly UFOs. Gooses. And, like, it's... I'm at the point now, too, where, like, 2020 Heaven's Gate might have been more popular. Oh, hell yeah. I could see a lot of... I know people in my life who are like, you know what? They're probably right. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, 100%. Well, <laughs> they were, like, 30 years too early. <laughs> 30 years too early. We should have waited a little bit. Should have got to that next level a little, not so, shouldn't have gone to that next level so soon, is it not right? I will say one thing that was kind of weird that they preached was a flexibility, um, which in turn was strict obedience to both of them because yeah. of how shifting their ideas were. Like, because it sounded like one day it'd be like, hey guys, we're going to go do this. And then two days later, it'd be like, no, 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 we're going to go do this, but you guys need to be flexible because like you know, shit changes every day. Yeah. Well, essentially, like, with their beliefs as well is that you have to know that Bonnie and Marshall are leading you into the right direction and you just have to have full and complete trust into them because these two are the ones that came down to spread the message to get us to the next level. Right. These are the ones that are going to help us all get to the next level so then that way we're not recycled into the earth and lose our consciousness, which obviously changes a little bit you don't really understand their full full beliefs up until about i think it was six or seven days before the end 
where Marshall then came out with the videos. So long. So just like, you're just listening and you're like, what are you even saying? (laughs) Is this man talking still? It just becomes white noise. And it's like, oh my God. And he doesn't blink in the videos. It's great. Now, there was a study in 2000 by a gentleman named Winston Davis. Davis. um, And he brought up a really good point that he believes that Applewhite mastered the fine art of religious entertainment, meaning that he was so personable and so amazing at giving you the information that everybody just loved it. They just, like, everyone who was under him during that time, like, he had, like, have you ever seen that person, like, when they walk into a room, they command that room? Yeah. That was Applewhite to a T. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a theater major. Yeah. And that's why I was, yeah. He knew how to drive a room. And he He knew knew how to explain philosophy in a way that makes because sense. of his degree. Because he had a bachelor's in philosophy, a master's in music, and a minor in musical theater. So I bet he was a... F- I, Applewhite probably as an individual, fun. I bet he's <laughs> fun. I bet if he was... I bet if they weren't, you know, like, you know, sticks in the mud, he would be the life of the party. Right. He'd probably be like, you need to do coke. And you're like, God, I don't do drugs, but if and you You're insist, like, if you say so. I mean, Marshall, if you're going to do it with me, I guess we'll <laughs> have to. Let's have fun. Um, it was quoted that uh, a lot of his disciples seem um, like quoted him as a laid back individual and like a father figure to them. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if we're being honest, like I think there are a lot of people who, when they get into like their adulthood, if they lack some sort of father figure, it can be kind of desired to have one. So if a gentleman comes around offering that, you know, and it's not this weird sexual thing like it is, and, you know. Well, yeah, because um, Marshall um, actually became, like, anti-sex. Like, their religion is basically, like, no sex, no sex. None like, you don't get, you don't have sex. You don't have sexual desires. Like, if you do have them, just don't, just ignore them because they're distracting you from learning more about the world so that way you're you're not learning enough to get to the next level because basically when you get to the next level you're supposed to tell like the aliens what you learned right and they want to know how the world's working because then that way they have the information of how they should recycle the earth next time right and restart everything but besides that they kind of you know they start traveling I road trips the whole point the the thing that I want to know about this is I want to know what the day to day life is because we get like we have the glimpses into the pivotal points. Yeah, we have the the what they believed in, what they do, but we don't have when they wake up in the morning. How do they spend their day? Right, because from 19, 1972, from when this started, all the way to ninety seven. Yeah, like we there's a lot of information, but there's not like like I want to know like how did they live? Like how do they conduct their lives? Yeah, because they said that nettles and. Applewhite made it so like they didn't want a lot of interaction between their followers because they didn't want them to like start teaming up against them or feel like someone else is going to try and take over so was it a lot of like isolation from each other or was it like was like Apple yeah was Apple and Nettles just kind of hanging out by themselves most of the time and would come out once in a while and be like this is the idea for the day guys right and this leads into like the early 80s where Applewhite and Nettles came into actually a pretty large sum of money, mm-hmm. and they ended up purchasing. Well, 
I don't think they pur- purchased, but they rented out several homes yeah. and almost churned this area where they were all at into like a boot camp of yeah. sorts where they're trying to teach everyone how to get to that next level. Um, and straight, like to be straightforward, it was a lot of brainwashing and control. Mm-hmm. But at this point, they had 80 followers. 80 followers. Yeah. And in 1970s and 80s, to even get 80 people in one place without the internet? Oh, difficult. That's pretty impressive. Well, because um, a lot of that has to go to when they were in Oregon. They had, like, um, was it a room full of 200 people gathered to hear their lecture yeah. on their religion? And they had, during that time, about 20 to 30 people out of those 200 people that left like they all just simultaneously were like that makes sense sold all their worldly possessions sold their houses got all that money gave it to them but basically it was like let's go where are we going yeah what are we doing what's the plan how do we get to that next level speaking of the next level though yeah guess who leveled up in 1985 who good old bonnie nettles rest in peace so bonnie nettles had been battling with cancer and she actually had to get one of her eyes removed. Yeah. And after that, she lived for two more two more years and ended up passing away in 1987. Yeah. Just because of the battle of cancer. Um, yeah, because she had, I think, liver cancer? Yeah, I think so. So she had cancer, nevertheless. But yeah, she died two years after her losing her eye. And I would like to think that this is the second turning point for Applewhite. Because I don't think that he really... I think he did... I think Nettles was running it, and Applewhite was the face because he was the entertainer, the writer. Yeah. Well, and uh, Applewhite says that he was Jesus, but she was Heavenly Father. Right. And I think Applewhite really needed her. And, like, um, when they first met, a lot of people believed that without Nettles... Applewhite would have gone crazy right then and there before anything even started. I think Nettles was kind of his ground to help, well, first of all, create a whole-ass religion, and two, to kind of just have, like, stability and kind of, like, a good mental health a little bit. Yeah. I think Nettles really helped Applewhite become, kind of keep his sanity in a way. Oh, definitely. Because... I don't know. I just think they just had such a good friendship and bond. Yeah. I really think regardless of what they truly believed, if they were doing this for menace reasons or if they were doing this because they truly believed it, I think they were as tight as two people could be without being physically intimate. Yeah, and without being married. Yeah. They were, like, married on, like, a holy level. On a spiritual level. On a spiritual level. Like, they got married in the the UFOs, but they're too busy for anything Do you think they secretly behind closed doors were, you know... Having sex? Mm, I know maybe. they preach that a lot, but... That's a... I don't know, because, I mean, if Applewood was... If he was really bi, I could see it, but if he was secretly just truly gay, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's a really hard, hard thing to do. Yeah. That's a hard question. Also, I don't know, like, does it really, like, really matter? I, um, I, the only reason why I bring that up is I think that that would really show their relation. Because yeah. it just seems weird that, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is we don't know a lot about Bonnie. We don't really know what her 
like outlook on that was they just knew that they wanted the whole entire crew as they put it to not be sexually active that is true but that could be 100 percent because they're both religious and they just believe this aspect of the religion mm-hmm. I, I don't really know but after nettles died bonnie nettles died mm-hmm. um it was stated that apple white was depressed yeah like it did fuck with him a whole bunch um, however, he didn't hesitate to flip this to flip fit the narrative. Switch. Flip the switch. Um, he then, like, he gathered his people mm-hmm. and claimed that Nettles had traveled to the next level because she had too much energy to, re- to remain on Earth. So she, she followed all the rules yeah. and ascended, leveled up. She ascended prematurely because it was her time, essentially. Yeah. But to kind of understand what the next level means is, um, so with their initial him idea, human individual evolution, um, that kind of ties in a lot with um, the whole, what is it? The T, what does it start with? I'm blanking. Oh, T-E-L-A-H-A-H, Tela, Tela? But the, the evolution level above human. And so basically that means that, um, like, um, what God is, is actually God is extraterrestrial beings. And the next level is to join them in the UFO. I'm sorry, but like, how fucking big is that UFO to let all these souls in? Ginormous. Ginormous. But initially, before Bonnie died, was is essentially your bodies were going to be going up to the next level and that um, if you do all this stuff and kind of believe in it, that you're kind of like the children of the next level. Um, And so basically you don't want to... You don't want to like you don't want worldly possessions. You want to be very grounded as a human being. You want to eat healthy. You want to be good. You want to be flexible in your, with following what they say. And a big thing was actually they were um, super against suicide. And um, it's actually said they define suicide in their own context is to turn against the next level when it is being offered. And they their um, their human bodies were only vessels meant to help them on their journey. So their um, suicide, therefore, would not be allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to get to the next level, right. remaining alive instead of participating in the group. Set. So essentially, before Bonnie died was just, you don't want to kill yourself because then you're not going to get to the next level. Well, unfortunately, Bonnie dies. How is she going to get to the next level? So then... Applewood kind of changes it and it's like no it doesn't actually mean that so essentially you can go with two ways if you die naturally that means it was your time to go to the next level because you were your body was your consciousness was ready the kind of the your body then becomes just a vessel vessel for your consciousness and your spirituality to then get to the next level because your body stays here but your consciousness is with the aliens yes you get a new body, I think, is kind of what they kind of then turned it into. Since Bonnie died, they don't, you know, you gotta, you gotta change it up so people don't ask any too many questions. Right. Essentially. It's weird. They're really good backpedaling it like some other religions. Huh. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> Interesting. Never heard of that before. But, um, so then they kind of changed it to, okay, well, now you can kill yourself 
when it's a correct time to do it. When it's a spiritual, like, monumental time, that's when you can kill yourself to get to the next level. Because the thing is, you don't want to wait until... Because basically, the next level is going up basically with the aliens. Because in 2017, the world is getting recycled and starting a new... 2027, Oh, 2027, sorry. Seven years, guys. We gotta get ready. (laughs) But in 2027, the world's gonna get recycled and we're gonna start basically wiped clean, renewed, refurbished, regenerated. But our consciousness will also be recycled. Yes. But, and then for the only chance for our consciousness now to survive is to leave at an appointed time or at like an appropriate time before 2027 so you have to leave before then otherwise your your being is going to be recycled and you're going to have to start over so you can find a new way to get to the next level right but at that point you have to wait till someone comes down you gotta wait for the next applewood or jesus to come down yeah which honestly makes so much sense but so basically that's where like suicide kind of starts then becoming a thing in the group where it's like okay i don't even think they talk about the suicide thing until a couple years prior to the mass suicide yeah i think that's when i think that kind of applewood's like i think applewood was so depressed that he just wanted to kill himself I think he kind of was trying to look for an out so he can go to Bonnie and get to the next level. Because I think he really believed that she was gone into the next level without him. Yeah. And he wanted to be with her because obviously they're homies. Yeah. And I think that's partially helped create this idea of killing yourself, getting to yourself. Killing yourself will get yourself to the next level if you do it at the appropriate time. Right. Which then goes into the... um, Oh, shoot. Sorry, guys. Lost my train of thought. But to the next level is kind of just... It's a, such a weird concept. Um, I think basically. to put it in, in like, a way that people who aren't part of Heaven's Gate would understand, it's yeah. like, if you live your fulfilling life as a Christian, when you die, because, you know, everything's planned, you die and then you go to Heaven. This is the same exact idea of that, but yeah. instead of going to heaven because you die you were supposed to be taken by ufos and aliens at some random point in your life and you weren't gonna die yeah but now since bonnie died they were able to or he was able to kind of switch the narrative so let's fast forward a little bit because from 80 when she died in 87 to yeah all the way up until the mid 90s they kept a really low profile. Very low profile. Also, if you want to know kind of their idea as to how to... Because you know how, like, religions need to basically falsify and make... Like, being like, that's why this religion's not real. Right. And our religion's the true religion. Their belief was... Um, they believed that there were evil space aliens called Lucians. Yeah. Well, no, Luciferians. Which are basically the devil, alien devils. So, like, you know how God's an alien? Well, there's also a devil alien as well. So they believed that that um, these false 
um, alien gods, the Luciferians, would come down to Earth and implant in human brains the false religion. Right. And so that's where, if you're wondering, like, how are they going to say that this god isn't real, but this god is, that's their logic. Is this evil space alien? They also use that logic to something we'll be covering in a couple minutes. Yeah. That the, what were the Saint, the Luciferians were also people who had genitalia. Why that's oh. important is in a couple seconds we'll get to. Yeah. But so in the mid in the nineties, they kept a pretty low profile and the membership had saw hundreds of people come and go. Like yeah. I think they peaked at eighty. They lost yeah. members, gained members, lost members, gained members. But around the ninety five time, Applewood decided to start publishing mm-hmm. articles, even going as far as spending thirty thousand dollars for a full page in the USA Today, which isn't just $30,000 and 95 is still a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. Um, and then he made an interesting mistake, which was getting on the internet and putting his teachings on there. Yes, they have a full-blown website still up to the same. Still day. up and running. You can go and check it out. Heavensgate.com. This was like one of the first cults, relig- like first... The first, like, in history to, like, be able to, like, really spread and, like, get to people via internet. Like, because the internet's still pretty new. And so they were able to, like, get on the internet, which is fucking insane. You can buy their book to this day. Yes, hard copy. I'm going to buy one. I want one just for this office. I just want to see it. Just be like, Um, I want to see the quality. But as you guys can imagine, when he put it on the internet, it was quoted that he put, he was stung by the criticism. Yeah. You don't fuck with the internet. No. Like, you don't bring your bullshit to the internet. Trolls <laughs> from day one to still exist today. Right. But the same year that he decided to put his teaching on the internet was also the same year he first spoke of the possibility of suicide yeah. as a way to reach that next level. Mm. Um, and he explained that everything human had to be forsaken, like we've talked about, you know, the yeah. worldly possession, sexuality, all this type of stuff. But it also included the human body before one could ascend. And I really think this was him trying to explain why Bonnie died. Yeah. I think that Bonnie was not only... I don't think that Bonnie's death was the only thing that hurt him. I think that he never got time to explain to himself his father's death. Yeah. So I think this is a combination of a bunch of things. And I think he just decided, well, we are still out here working and grinding and we're not getting to where we want to be. So maybe it's suicide. Yeah. Well, because initially they... they... They um they promised their members that they wouldn't have to kill themselves to get to the next level. Well, now they're kind of going back on their word. Of, they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And also, I think it's just a good way to go back to Bonnie. Yeah. And uh, this was also the same exact time when the organization did rename themselves to Heaven's Gate. Yeah. So around that 95 time. They were Nin- officially. 95 is when they really came back into the limelight. And I mm-hmm. think it was due to the USA Today article that he published and trying to go on the internet, I think that just sparked that fire again of all the Heaven's Gate. Because like I said, yeah. they were previously all in the media. They were they were talked about all over the place because it was a fucking oh, yeah. whack job dude and lady well, doing crazy shit. Like, they had 200 people in like one hotel just listening to these people yeah. talking bullshit. Now, <laughs> they did some interesting things. So in 95 as well, Apple White and his followers went down to... Um, I believe it was Mexico, and they were going to try, like, they bought acres of land. It was either Mexico or New Mexico, and they were going to try and build a monastery. 
and it failed completely. They weren't oh, even yeah. they didn't even get it off the ground. And Applewhite at this time, I mean, he's definitely up there in age. He was in piss poor health. Like he couldn't he couldn't no. really handle it. Like harsh he winter and all this type of yeah. stuff. He ended up moving back to San Diego, and it kind of sounded like he was couch surfing. I don't know if it was with his followers yeah. or what all it was. Um, Anyways, um, once it got set back up and he was back in San Diego, he pushed harder that himself and his followers suppressed any sexual desire. Yeah. And this was the point in time where Applewhite and seven others opted for surgical castration. Yeah, he even did it himself. <coughs> and um, De- one of the former members, D'Angelo, who I think is the one who called it in um called in the, the the hotline to say i think this is happening i think you should go check out i think there's a mass suicide um he said that they couldn't stop smiling and giggling about getting castrated because they were so excited that they were able to find a way that's crazy to because the, the mostly because applewood wanted to find a way to make it so they could have platonic relationships without having to worry about sexual encounters right well Castration is one way. It's a quick way to do it. I can't believe they did it all together. Uh, it's, but they well, they had to go it. to Mexico to do it because they couldn't find a doctor That's, here that would do it. Because who would do that? Nobody. It's no. wild. But yeah, so then they went to Mexico. <laughs> then they like wouldn't they come back to Santa Fe, California? Yeah, and I I think this is crazy too that Apple Apple White put in one of his I don't know if it was the video or one of his writings, but he said sex, sexuality one of the most powerful forces that bond humans to their body and thus hinder their efforts to involve or to evolve to the next level and i really think that that is a hundred percent him trying to say that because he is bisexual or gay that he like even in christianity point of view he would not be able to go to heaven because he's gay so this was his way of being able to get to the next level because he was like i'm not sexual being at all anymore yeah i i've completely gotten rid of those i bet you because i imagine he still had the desires in his head but if you take away the ability then the desire can't doesn't matter no and it's actually if you think about it in that limelight it's actually really sad it is really sad but (coughs) this man was not fully there Mm -hmm. anyways he was not no but nope 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 so they got rid of the reproductive organs and then this was kind of like the the let's the train of Roland to the, yeah. the 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 tragic end. Right, and, and that's why I brought up the Luciferian people being having genders. They had genders, and that yeah. that means they were the bad guys. Um, gosh dang it! He also cited a New Testament, um, a verse from the New Testament that said there would not be marriage in heaven. In addition, they required members to adopt similar clothing and haircuts possibly to reinforce that they have non-sexual family. So it was like a real, like, they all started trying to look like each other. They all started dressing like each other. They all started doing very similar things to show that they weren't. Because I'm I'm sure there was a lot of people who just thought this was a sex cult. And I imagine he was like, no, it's the opposite. We are a genderless cult. Right. They, yeah, because even uh, on the day of their deaths, they were all wearing matching track suits yeah matching nikes which i have some funny things about what the what, what the owners of nike said Oof. um but and like had matching basically everything 
But before we get into the tragic day of the end, do you want to hear about their Last Supper? Yes. Did you know they had a Last Supper? I did know they had a Last Supper. <laughs> yes, so, um, so before they decided to have the mass suicide, and it's like, well, this is happening, um, they actually went and had, um, they went to a restaurant that was kind of close to their compound, um, and so a week before, or like a week, that Friday before their suicides, um, um, they went out for their last big supper together at Marie Callender's restaurant. Hell yeah. Marie's Callender shouts out. Dude, fucking great pick. Uh, and they all ordered the exact same thing. It was set up before they came in. They all had iced teas to drink, dinner salads before, with tomato vinaigrette dressing, turkey pot pie for the entrees, and then for dessert, cheesecake with blueberries on top. Sounds great. And they then the waiter says they were very nice, very polite, very friendly, and no one seemed depressed or had any, they had no inclination that they were all about to plan to kill themselves together. I'll be honest with you. I think as far as like, we call Heaven's Gate a cult because it's, there's no real members anymore. No. There's two who survived the mass suicide, which and we'll like, talk about. And like, kind of had like the website that like ran the website afterwards. But, but this, I think that they were all happy because they, they were devoted. They knew in their yeah. heads that when this was over, they're going to be happier. They're yeah. going to move on to that next level. All this hard work for 20, 30 years is going to come to fruition, and we're going to finally finish our goal so i honestly think because i read the last supper stuff i really think that they were all 100 percent on board i think they really were ready to go and like that's the thing that's like super tragic and sad is that these people thought like that the ufo first of all aliens were real and soon too uh, like a ufo is going to be their home against home and they're going to be like in heaven no but like not heaven it's a ufo that's the thing that's heaven is a ufo is like people need to realize is that also god is extraterrestrial fuck yeah fuck yeah honestly most believable but i believe it more than others uh, more than others but yeah so yeah so they really believed they were going to a better place their last dinner was not a sad dinner it was a happy just yeah. Let's go. Ha let's go to Marie Callender's. That would be. <laughs> you had me at Marie Callender's. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I gotta kill myself at the end. All right. Well, you had me at Marie Callender's. So to get into what made Heaven's Gate a big historical moment, because like yeah. prior to, so it was happened in October 1996. I don't think anyone would talk about Heaven's Gate because like there's been cults mm -hmm. that have come and go this whole time that don't get the limelight. But I think because of the mass suicide in October, that was this... actually um, March twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, sorry, excuse me, March twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. I um, think um, October they rented the place, and that's where they were living. And then in March they were like, "There we go." Yeah, sorry. So yeah, they they rented a a mansion for the record. That place is fucking huge. It's nice too. It's so nice. It was in Rancho Santa Fe, California. So we're not talking a fucking cheap little place no it was a nice bougie place yeah i really think that this is though what will keep heaven's gate in our history books history books forever at least yeah. for us who are into true crime and mm -hmm. you know different things like that um jolly old good stuff so 
Oh, no, you're fine. I think that from 96 to 97 is when a lot of stuff started kicking in. Like, <laughs> there was a comet that was traveling yeah. that was going to pass through Earth called Hal Bop or Hal, Hal Bop. Bop or something like that. Yeah. And Applewhite pitched and now believed that Nettles was aboard a spaceship trailing that comet. Okay. Mm. And I don't know. There wasn't really any evidence on why he believed this, but the whole thing was Apple or Nettles was on this spacecraft traveling the comet, and this comet was going to pass Earth, which it did. Yeah. Um, I believe there's video of it you can watch. Well, and also, too, this comet was, like, super, super bright, super, like, enticing. It was, like, it was a very impressive comet. Yes. Like, it was super impressive. Like, it was going to be, like, a shining star. Like, you were able to see it everywhere. And the like, media was, was going to cover it. It was, it was a big comet. It's like Haley's Comet style. Yeah, it was Haley's Comet, but, like, Hale-Bopp. Yeah. I don't know. Hale-Bopp. And, yeah. uh... That the plan was Nettles is going to rendezvous with rendezvous with them. Yeah. This was this was Nettles coming back to, to get the them. team. To get the team, and also this was um, they that he was saying that this was like this is like the only way for them to evacuate Earth and to get on the yeah. ship with Nettles. This was their final chance because the thing is, since they didn't believe in suicide, but then because suicide was okay if there was a reason. Right. This comet was their escape to to get out of. Yeah. This is their evacuation. Let's go. And that's exactly what it is. He told his followers that this vessel would transport them to their next destination. And that a government conspiracy yeah. was attempting to suppress word of the craft. And that's why there was no news articles about some random UFO trailing this comet. Yeah. because it was a government conspiracy. You know what's crazy is if Apple White was talking about this shit in 2020, people would be like, yeah, you're probably right. They are suppressing some UFO shit. Yeah. But... Well, <laughs> and he was like, too, he's like, I'm actually worried that this is going to be the end, that we're going right. to be wiped clean if we don't commit with it. Yeah, because he, he told the, his followers that uh, the whole entire s- situation resembled the Christian um, rapture doctrine. That yeah. it was like, this is going to happen. This is the recycling. I think it's coming sooner. We better be safe and get out before we can. Yeah. Essentially. Now, <laughs> so they heard about this comment late in 1996. And I imagine for those next six, seven months, they were planning and prepping, trying, prepping and trying to figure things out. And then comes March of 97. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> It's pretty dark, but it's dark because we, I mean, unless you believe in what he's saying, we know that it's fake. And that it's just tragic. It's tragic. I guess it wasn't dark for them if they really believed it. Yeah. Um, so, in March of 1997, now keep in mind, this was right around when we were kids. This isn't old, old. No, this was a year before I was born. Oh, Jesus, I'm old, aren't I? I, I was 98. I was born in 94. So you, yeah, you, you were three. three. I was three playing some fucking Just playing James games. Bond Golden Eye on N64. Um, yeah. So the group isolated themselves and recorded farewell statements for their friends and family. Yeah. Uh, many members actually did praise Applewhite in their final messages, saying mm-hmm. that he was 
right and that we're happy and this is bad and this isn't a bad thing. Right. Um, Apple, I recorded a video shortly before his death, which you can watch, I believe. It's on YouTube. It's like in a seven-part episode. It's yeah. 45 minutes long. But it's basically like a week or two before it happens, basically saying, this is the end. Let's yep. go. And uh, he termed the suicides as the final exit of the group and remarked, we do, in all honesty, hate this world. Yeah. Which is... That statement alone could be talked about for a lot of different things. Yeah. Just because is that him saying, I hated this world because none of you accepted me? Is he saying he hated this world because he couldn't make his dad happy? Is it Nettles getting taken too early? Because I mean, I don't don't think if Nettles was alive, they would have done it. No, I don't think so at all. I I think this was his way to get back to Nettles. Right. But anyways, yeah. um, There's been a lot of people who have obviously um, studied this and have their different theories on why they ended up doing suicide over everything i i don't know what i think personally i think that i think that it was more along the lines of he knew that he was probably gonna die sooner or later Mm -hmm. and this moment would keep him in the history books and nettles in the history books yeah and that if he would have just died off because he talked about how there would be no way someone could take his position if he died yeah you know so i think that he wanted to close this out so no one took it and tarnished their two names i think he may have been in love with nettles i think he was i mean and that could be platonic love i don't mean like i want to marry you love that could just be mean like you're my only real family you accept me for who i am yeah because i mean before they even started the cult he basically told his sister he's like this is the last time you're ever going to speak to me again and his sister's like who are you? This isn't who you are. And he looked at his sister and was like, you don't know who I am. Right. And that was his last words to his family, essentially, is you don't know who I am. And I think a lot of that has to do with not being able to be honest, honestly, with his family, right. which I know a lot of people have that same thing, not to this extreme, obviously, making a cult and then, you know, mass suicide, the largest mass suicide in America ever. But, um, yeah, so um, I think this was also him being like, this is the only way to evacuate Earth. This is the best time. This comet's gonna take us anyways. We might as well do. We might as well get ourselves there so that we make sure we get nettles. Right. Nettles can grab us. So. Um, so. Uh, so the suicides began on March twenty second, mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't like hearing dark stuff, you can mute for a second. But most of the members took. I don't even know what this is. Barbiturates. Barbiturates. Um, I'll look it up. An alcohol and then placed. I can just do this really quick. Is a drug that acts as a central nervous system depressant, are effective as. have physical and psychological addition, potential as well, overdose potential. Among those possible advised effects, they have largely been. So it's like a. I don't know. Oh, benzo. It's a benzo. So they took benzos and then... Yeah, they mixed it with their applesauce and then chugged a bunch of alcohol. Yeah, and then placed bags over their heads. Yeah. Well, they did it in groups. Yeah. So they did it in groups. So, like, the first group did that stuff. I assume there's totally a ton of vomiting and a bunch of other stuff. So they cleaned up after that group. 
then placed the bags over their head, went to the next group, until there was basically Applewood was the third to last, and then the last two just kind of put the bags over their heads themselves. Because they basically put the bags over their self, over their faces to like help like suffocate them just to make sure. Make sure. Um, so yeah, it was uh, most members took the benzos and alcohol and placed bags over their heads. They all wore Nike shoes and black uniforms with patches that read Heaven Red Heaven's Gate Away Team, which, which is hilarious. I love how they had the uniform and they had the patches. Yeah. Also, if you look at the patches, it's pretty impressive. Hold on, let's see. Phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. Okay. So they took a bunch of phenobarbital. 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 Um, which, yeah, it like suppresses your system. And they took a bunch of alcohol with it. So it's a mixture. So they mixed it, and then they placed the bags over the head to make sure that they couldn't breathe. And then it said that substance is very easy to overdose on. So yeah. I'm, so sure it was, I'm sure they died pretty quick. I did say yeah. the deaths occurred over three days. And Applewhite was one of the last four to die. Three assistants helped him die by suicide, then killed themselves. An anonymous tip led the sheriff's department to search the mansion. They found 39 bodies there on March 26th. It was the largest group suicide involving U.S. citizens since the 1978 mass suicide of 920 Americans in Jonestown, Guana. Or Guyana? I don't know where that's at. Uh, Applewhite's body was found seated on the bed of the mansion's master bedroom. Uh, medical examiners determined that the fears of cancer has been unfounded. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He thought that he had cancer. Oh. He didn't. Yeah. Um, but he suffered from coronary... He, yeah, he killed himself. Um, the deaths provoked a media circus, of course. And Apple... And this is the crazy part, and I don't know if this would have made him happy or not, but his face was featured on the cover of Time and Newsweek on April... April 7th, so I mean, this wasn't just a small, like, media thing. It was everywhere for a time period. Yeah, well, it's also the biggest mass suicide to ever happen in American history with American citizens. Right. So that's why I think it was such a big deal is because also, um, yeah, well, and also because the the person who called in the tip was an ex-member. Yeah. Also, fun fact, um, out of the 30 people, you know how like 20 people, 20 to 30 people um, joined in Oregon yeah. in 75? None of them were from Oregon. There were none of them. They were, they had so many uh, fluctuation of people coming in and out. None of them were like original Oregon people. Really? They were all just new people. But yeah, so that happened, which, what a tragic, tragic, tragic suit, like thing that like, 39 people all decided this is it this is the time to go i mean okay as as besides like the manson family and different things like that like (laughs) and i know this is dark to say so please take it for what i'm trying to say but like Mm -hmm. as far as successful goes i would say they were the most successful cult they did what they wanted they did what they wanted and they accomplished what they wanted i would uh, i would uh, agree but it's very sad it is very sad it's tragic And it sucks, too, because I think a lot of these people didn't know really how to get out of it. I mean, it's a cult, right? We hear about cults all the time, and, you know, getting out of them is scary. They make you feel like you don't have a community around you anymore, that you're lost, that you're doing the worst thing you could possibly do. And, And I mean, um, one that's kind of in Utah is the FLDS Church. Yeah. Well, fun... um, Fundamental... Fundamentalist... Fundamental Mormons? Anyways, but... The FLDS church with, um, especially like, um, 
the Warren Gates? Yeah. He, like, because a lot of people who leave there just, like, don't feel like they can leave. No. They don't They don't have a community. Warren to, Jeffs. Warren Jeffs. Warren Jeffs. That one is a monster. Like, he. Yeah. Awful. Awful human being. But, like, that, like, they believe that they couldn't leave. They couldn't do anything. Like, they, they were stuck. And I feel like this one. But the thing is, with this one, too, they literally say, you can leave whenever you want. But the thing is, with cults, just because you can leave whenever you want doesn't mean you really think you can. Well, especially if you've given up all your other worldly possessions, it's going to yeah. be hard to go back to a normal life because you don't have any money to do anything. And I think that's one thing that you have to keep in mind, right, is you might be thinking, like, well, why do all these fucking people do this? Yeah. I, I think a lot of the people who did were in very vulnerable positions in their life, and they just needed some sort of direction. And I think we can all admit that we've been in those states before where we don't know what direction to take you know where to go in life what to do and you know if you have one well-spoken person come in and tell you hey well someone with theatrics yeah i know a direction we can go like it might seem easy to those folk well yeah like i don't judge anybody that like that like gets trapped into a cult i won't say anyone that joins a cult i feel like people who get trapped into a cult it's really not their fault most of the time because or like it's not you know like it's just hard because like you get so warped in a cult that you really just don't believe it like you just don't know better not saying like it's excusable but like you just don't know better you don't understand and it's hard you know cults are wild yeah i do i i took away a lot from this one just because it was not this one wasn't as menacing as I thought it was. No. Considering how gruesome it ended, I thought it was going to be much more worse, like, menacing-wise. Because even, too, like, you couldn't join unless you were 18 years old. Yeah. Like, they no didn't kids. allow any child, like, no children involved, only adults. You had to be a consenting adult. A consenting adult. Which, out of how cults go, I would hope that's how cults should be. Cults shouldn't exist at all, but for how, for, for cults being going to be cults and they're gonna be around no matter what yeah as long as the the least that this one had over other ones is that they didn't involve children they didn't force kids to drink purple kool-aid as you know other ones do maybe we'll do that one later but um they didn't have kids it was all just adults it wasn't all about sex it was a lot about cults it wasn't about sex it was just a crazy different (laughs) out it was really honestly just like a sight what this quote reminds me of is just a you know a science a sci like a science fiction fanfic of the book of of the Bible. Yeah, like it's the scientific Bible. And to be Bible. to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think that if this if they didn't do the mass suicide, and they would have kept preaching their doctrine, and someone would have been Applewhite's follow up or successor, I think in twenty twenty they might have a pretty big community of people who. They would still be running. I I think they would 100%. I think they would be close to, if not on par with Scientology. A lot of people um, talk about how this religion is a lot like Scientology. And I think this one, I think if they almost had more sound people running it, if Applewood wasn't as mentally unstable as he was, and I think if Nettles was alive to this day, if they were both alive to this day, they would still run it. And I think we would then now start seeing the suicide becoming like 
more of like 2027 we have to figure something out well in this doctrine 100 percent, i'll go on record saying this because i don't give a fuck about scientology yeah it makes way more sense than scientology does yeah it really does and that's what's fucking scary about it is it makes more sense if i had to pick a religion i oh between those two i could easily understand heaven's gate heaven's gate compared to scientology yeah so i like i really think that if they didn't go the mass suicide route and he would have appointed a successor and they would have became organized Mm -hmm. and went into the internet age and social media age i think they would be very prevalent right now oh 100 percent. i think if they didn't have the mass suicide they would have stayed relevant i mean their website's still up you can literally still buy their book and download it pdf style um it's just now such a joke it's it's, you know it's a joke it's not taken serious no but, not at all and which is crazy because the only thing that changed that made scientology religion is what's his bucky died so if there would have been more followers and yeah. people buying this book and spreading it we it would be a religion and not a cult just like how scientology is maybe tom a religion cruise, and not a cult maybe tom cruise would have been a heaven feet member of right. scientologist because that's the big joke right the difference between a religion and a cult is the founding member is dead yeah so so, I mean... Let's start it up. Let's be the two well, new active members of Heaven's Gate. <laughs> well, we're going to have to compete with... What are their names? I think it's... Oh, uh, the two still running it? Yeah. Who are they? Mark and Sarah King. Yep. I don't know if that's their real names. I think they changed it. Yeah, But Because sure. if I tried searching, the, searching them, they, they there's nothing on them. Right. Because um, they would not confirm their identity. I don't blame them. So, Vice would not... Because um, I read an article on Vice that they, yeah, they would not convert, like, confirm it. So, that's just their name. They go by Mark and Sarah King. Very basic names that are kind of hard to, like, figure out. Lots of Mark and Sarah Kings out there. Yeah. But... Uh, before we get kind of to our wrap-up, I got a couple interesting facts. Okay, let's hear them. Not really a lot of interesting ones. The first one is about the Nike company. Right. So, when Heaven's Gate members, they all wore those Nikes. Um, oh, actually, I have three. Look at me go. Look at so, you. Um, <laughs> Nike, so they were all wearing those um, white and black, or black and white Nike Nike Decade sneakers, the company soon discontinued it um, due to the Heaven Gates people. They literally discontinued the shoe because of them, which then the the shoe became a collector's item and um, the an unworn pair is going up for an auction in, on eBay for $6,666. Oh, so right now they're like 5000 Yeah, so these Heaven Gates Nikes. Oh, yeah, that's right there, Heaven's Gate. Is uh, They're going up for $5,000, which... They're pretty dope shoes, to be honest with you. Really, they look so comfortable. Yeah. Um, but... Um, um, you know, um, one of their, um, so Nike really, uh, it's quoted, they didn't really appreciate the free advertisements. <laughs> They're like, we, we've we heard all the jokes, one of their yeah. um, reps said um, in an article, and... They're, they're more like, we've heard all the goats, but um, the Heaven Gates incident was a tragedy and it has nothing to do with Nikes. <laughs> they were like, please do not associate us with them. Um, and then, but like, even the members were like, yeah, the shoes were just bought at bulk. They were just a bulk buy. There really wasn't any like reason why they wore Nikes. It was just a cheap shoe at the time that they bought. So that's why they have it. Um, <laughs> and so... And then, uh, let's see. 
Oh, the Soul Collector. So the one that has them, like, can like has them like selling on eBay. Um, they were able to get a good deal on them before they were um, discontinued, and then they were just you know they were just able to make fat sacks. Right. Um, another interesting fact is I think it's what is it the museum? Sorry guys. Um, there and this is kind of this morbid to me and i'm not really comfortable with the fact of knowing that this was a thing okay. but as soon after what was it the museum of well i kind of want to go see it because i'm fucked up in the mind <laughs> not gonna lie to you guys if i had the opportunity of uh, the museum of death in california i believe actually has the bunk beds from the the thing and the actual clothes so they have like an exhibit of the suicide with the actual bunk bunk beds that they killed themselves in right. and some of the clothes off of the corpses. So they have those Nikes too. Yeah, because if you're if you're a more if you like the more morbid side of things, you can Google pictures and, and they have pictures of it. They're not really graphic because they actually cleaned up after them. Because I'm I'm assuming it was just a lot of vomit just everywhere. Yeah. But they, because um, they did it in groups, they cleaned up after them, so they look pristine, and they just look like, they just It's look very like, ominous. You would almost think you were in a haunted house, because it's just bunk beds, and there's body, 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 body. body. Yeah. And, like, the detective said that they literally, like, they walked through, and, like, if it wasn't for the smell, they just thought these were, like, either mannequins or just sleeping people. Yeah. If it wasn't for the decay, decaying smell, they just thought it was that, um... And then the third fun fact was the the person who actually founded the comet and like for like you know the person who founded the comet and everything actually when the comet happened and then obviously this happened and this got a lot more attention than the comet did the 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 discoverer of the comet actually took a day to not say anything cuz they had to collect themselves to make a statement oh. and he literally like went on record to say like you know not to sound fucked up but because of how big this comet was and how like just I don't know because I don't know a lot about like the comet itself but like just for how crazy this comet was going to be he's like I wasn't surprised that there wasn't there was he's like I'm not surprised that people killed themselves because I know a lot of crazy people are out there believe this comet had to do something with some kind of religious reasons he's like but he said i said i never would have thought that 39 or was it 38 38 to 39 people would all simultaneously kill themselves because of it he literally had to take a day to fucking process what he was even going to say to these like say about this because it was so wild to him that people actually killed themselves over a comet well I mean, it was much more than the comet. Well, right, right. That was. But it was the it was the reasoning why they were able to do it. Yeah. It gave them the, the power to do it. But yeah, the, the even the guy who discovered the comet made a made a statement about the, this this event because it was so crazy. It's just like no, just mind blowing, honestly. Honestly, it that is. that you would get thirty nine consecutive like coherent consenting adults to all kill themselves. And it wasn't like they were forcing these people to do it. They were all just like, where's my applesauce? No, yeah, they were about it. They were all about it. Which, like... You just, you just don't hear about that often. It's like, crazy. Because, like, I don't know I don't know about Jonestown much at all, but it sounded either. like a lot of, like, um, with Jonestown 
there was actual people forced to drink it because they didn't know. That's the Kool-Aid, right? That's the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. But because some people didn't know. I don't actually know happened. anything about that one. So, I mean, that could be a later episode for we, sure. I would think we should really do that one. But I think with, if I remember correctly, Jonestown, it wasn't everybody consenting. It was some people being forced to kill themselves. Right. Or forced to or get killed because they were a part of this cult. But this was 38 all people down and out with the cool kids. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, they were fucking... They were just ready to go. And I kind of wonder, too, like, we don't really know anything about these followers. No, they like, just... Uh, I wonder if a lot of them were also in a bad mental state. Like, yeah. they just there, were like, eh. There are a few different, like, members that are still talked about. I think one did, like, an Oxygen episode. He looked crazy. But he definitely, like, the way he talks is... He was not mentally sound at that time period. Right. And I think he even says that he kind of really wasn't. But who knows, you know? Well, it's kind of crazy. But. That's the Heaven's Gate cult, um, or hymns, if you would rather go the early days of it. And I do think I, I mean, there's a lot to take away from this one, and I think that this one was pretty. This one was pretty heavy. Yeah. It was. All jokes aside, about you know them really believing UFOs, where God was an extraterrestrial, st- still pretty devastatingly sad that yeah. like 38 Extremely. people. All did it, and when no one was forced, it was just consensual nope. people. At least, luckily, no kids were involved. Yeah, thanks, that's man. that's one thing. I like at least like out of this cult, no kids were involved, and I can at least be okay. Sleep at night. I can sleep at night knowing that at least no kids were consenting harmed. adults. All were consenting the ones who did adults it. did this, but it's fucking insane. So, yeah. well, shall we discuss what we want to do for the next one? Because we yes. have a list of things, and we like to kind of like to mix it up, mix it up on different things. Um, I would be down for here or maybe here or here. I kind of want to do like either. I'm kind of feeling Elizabeth Smart. Is that weird to say? I'm really like. Maybe in that tone. <laughs> Shouts out. Shouts out. Um, she is hot. She'll, still a babe. I, I, I would be. So for us, we live in Utah. So Elizabeth yeah. Smart is in our neighborhood. Like. Yeah. You know, that's that's close by for us, and I think that one would be interesting to do. And I honestly, it's been so long since that happened. Wait, are you talking about the one woman that went missing in Utah? Yeah. Is that a li- I thought Elizabeth Smart was the Black Dahlia murder. No. What's the Black... Oh, it's literally... I'm so stupid. Oh, my God, I can't believe that's recorded. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, let's do Elizabeth Smart. Don't clip it, guys. Don't clip it. Oh, my God. Yeah, Elizabeth Smart, the girl who got kidnapped in Utah. Oh, I'm thinking of totally three different things. <laughs> I'm thinking of... Oh, I'm so sorry. It's been a long day for me. Elizabeth Smart was the girl that got kidnapped. I was getting her confused with the Powells. And then I was also getting her confused with the Black Dahlia murder chick. I don't even know who that one is. I thought her name was Elizabeth something. Hold on, we'll look it up. What's the name of the girl of the of um, Black Dahlia murder? Black. How do you spell that? Um, D A L. Dahlia. The Black Dahlia. Elizabeth Short. Oh, you're Short. close. I mean, I, that, was, I get it. Okay, that's basically tomatoes, tomatoes. But maybe we should do a kidnapping because I mean, she's still alive. She's still to this alive. Day. She has a book now too that her, we could. I've always really wanted to read her book, so I I'm down to read that in the next two days since we have our pot. We already finished our book club one. I'm down for that. Do so, Elizabeth Smart next week, everybody. Yep. So she, if you got, we can brief thing for her. Like, 
she was a girl who lived in Utah and yeah. she got kidnapped and it ended up being <laughs> tragic. Should we? Oh, we'll talk about that after. But yeah, yeah. if you guys want to do some research on that, um, feel free. Two weeks from now. Yep. On... Two weeks from now. What day is that? I should probably have my dates in mind. Oh, you're good. On the fifteenth, the twenty-second, we're doing our read between the wines, and then the 29th we'll come back for Elizabeth Smart. Twenty-nine. Um. Just so you guys know, the website is up. The email is up. The website's not perfect. Um, please let me know how unperfect it is. That'd be great. Um, I'm getting there eventually. Slowly but surely. Um, but yeah, so we have the 29th we'll do Elizabeth Smart. After that, we'll kind of figure it out from there. I'm yep. feeling almost the, the, we don't know his name, but he was um, an American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah. That main character, Evan Peters' character, that one that built the hotel, that's based off a real guy. Right. And he has, he made his own hotel, which is so fucking insane. I'd be down for that one. That one would be really cool. But yeah, so we'll do Elizabeth Smart next time. Maybe Elizabeth Short eventually. <laughs> we have a lot of other ones, too, that aren't even on our list that could be a lot of fun. I think I'd it'd be way good a good time. I've even wanted to toss out the idea of maybe a it doesn't quite fall under true crime but it can but maybe like some sort of paranormal location slash it's paranormal because of murders. That would be really cool. I think that would be a cool tie in. That would be a cool one. I really want to do gangsters at one point. Gangsters like fucking uh, what's his name? Hoffa? Hoffa? Jimmy Hoffa? I don't think I know who that one is. Oh, that would be a wild one. That to would be a good one. That's I government conspiracies Ooh. and crazy stuff. I really want to do the over the. There's this um, one gangster. Fun fact, guys. Sorry, this is a little fun banter. You get a little, a little, little excess tonight. But my my favorite gangster. I my dad told me about him last night, and I think he was like called like the free the freezer gangster or something. Because what he would do is he would essentially, you know, do a hit. He would kill somebody, put him in a freezer for months. And then just release him somewhere. So then that way the detectives could never figure out when he died. Because his body was preserved instantly from death. So then he started decaying. That's some next level shit. It was next level. He never got... He killed, oh, I think, over like 70 people. Oh, we might have to do him soon. He, that's fucking nuts. It was insane. Because that's like his MO. He would just hide freezer him in killer. the freezer. The freezer killer. I don't know if that was like his gangster thing. But yeah. Call him Freezer. Call him Freezer. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> but yeah, so make sure you guys email us, truecrimedrunks at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or um, go to our website. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to help with research, like we would love that. Yeah. Any insight, if you want to, you know. want to be a part of it. Have a comment know. read or whatever, like shoot us over an email. Um, as far as Top Shelfers content goes, there is no other podcast for tonight. Um, and I will be back either tomorrow for some gaming or Tuesday for gaming and then podcast the next weekend, including the other show that both of us are on, Read Between the Wines, where we will be yes. discussing The Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, next Saturday, probably around 5 or 6. And if you had watched Read Between the Wines before, we might be switching things up to become a little bit more formal. Yeah. Which is exciting. Exciting. We'll have to see how that goes next time. Yes. We'll, it might be the one time after that. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. But thank you guys for watching. Everyone who watches live, mm -hmm. I appreciate you. I see you guys' comments. Um, if you want to continue commenting after the show, I will sit here and talk to people. Yeah. Um, and if you want to shoot us emails on social media, yeah. Top Shelfers Everywhere. Top Shelfers Everywhere. Or um, I have a book Instagram. It's yep. Books Coffee Bees. And it's quality. Toit Nuts. <laughs>
Goddamn. <laughs> See you guys. See ya.